if you have an extraordinary, if you have an extraordinary purpose, but you were dealt with below average circumstances, then this episode is just for you. But I first, I first want to thank you guys so, so much. You all have been not only incredibly kind, but so, so supportive. You know, a lot of people, they, they glamorize, they glow up. But if you've ever, if you've ever journeyed through this thing called self-discovery and inner self-healing, then you know that it's really ugly, that it's really challenging, and that that it requires the kind of strength that even even bodybuilders would would struggle to to deal with and, and to manage. You know, but it's we don't talk about the the kind of perseverance that that it takes when when the victory that you're fighting for doesn't even belong to you. You see, it's the it's the type of match. It's the type of match that has you in the boxing ring for the victory of others. It's the kind of submission. It's the kind of submission that will ask you to bloody yourself to help heal others. And that's because purpose is rarely wrapped within our preferences. However, however, through all of it, through my journey, through my own personal walk, I am still yet glad. I am still yet glad. I'm still thankful. I'm still yet thankful that my purpose was assigned long, long, long before I ever had an opinion. So let's let's get into this episode because I I have a lot to say. I have a lot to say, but first, but first, Lord, I'm I'm thankful. I am so thankful that you're a God that that understands understands every language that that you're a God who also understands what our size mean. That you're a God who understands even, even what our groans mean, Lord. You're the one that if if we can't quite put our emotions into words, and that if we just choose, if we just choose to recite the alphabet, you are still able to translate our cries into verbs and into nouns. God, I'm thankful. God, I'm thankful that you can add commas to where we see periods. And also exclamation points, Lord, to where we've already we've already written question marks. God, I thank you in advance. God, I thank you in advance for touching the ears and the hearts of those that hear this message. I thank you for those who who feel like they've been forgotten. For those who don't feel seen, for those who, who also don't feel heard and God even God even for those that that know that their talents and their gifts exceed their present circumstances. God, I thank you. God, I thank you for every person that feels as though they've been tossed to the wayside, but they've still yet chosen to stay the course. God, I also thank you for blurred vision for those that don't yet understand who they are and the abilities that they possess. I thank you for being a God who isn't a God, who is a respecter of persons. That your love, God, it doesn't waver by our worthiness, but by the goodness of your grace. God, I ask that you would, that you would smile on those that need to feel your light. 
and that you would continue smiling on those who already who already feel your warmth I thank you for every prayer that will be answered and for our requests just simply being being considered in all things I pray in Jesus name amen you know it's 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 those below average circumstances right that that are identical that are identical to everything to everything that you and I damn to hell right it's every convenience whether it's a small inconvenience if it's a major inconvenience it's it's every pet peeve it's every problem it's also every annoyance it's it's your last nerve it's it's your last effort and sometimes it's your last listen I'll just try this one more time that effort I decided that that I personally would stop seeing my problems as problems but as outcomes that I haven't I haven't found the solutions to. You know, it's it's impossible for for any of us to conquer anything when we begin it with the spirit of defeat. You know, so it's it's similar to when when you tell yourself that you're worthless, when you when you tell yourself that you're useless, when you believe that you're a failure, when you bask in shame, when you say things like you wish you were never born. It's when you question your purpose. It's when you highlight your losses but you cross out your wins and it's also when you're running on empty and your tank says worthless. But I want you to remember this. Please remember that God's favorite place, God's favorite place to vacation is on the island of disbelief. And if God doesn't fix your situation, then he's using the situation to fix you like Bethel. Bethel was a place of transformation, right? It was a place of remembrance, a place of of miracles, a place of a revelation. But just like Bethel, but just like Bethel, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder how many Bethels are inside of you. You know, some places where you, you can be transformed, some, some places where God can perform some miracles, some places where you need some things to make sense. It's those places where you need an aha moment just to, just to connect just to connect the dots to, to every lowercase letter I that your confidence hasn't capitalized. You see, by removing the letter I in the word insecurity removes the doubt that you are in and yet a part of insecurity. I, I hope that makes sense and that you're following me. But whether you have experience or you're just a beginner, it's when you begin to walk in your authority that even, even on your first day of a job, your confidence will speak before your mouth ever opens. Please, please don't ever teach people how to treat you. Just, you know, all you have to do is just show them how you treat yourself. That sets the bar. 
that's the only example that they'll ever need. Just show them how you treat yourself. But as I've said before, you know, it's, it's experience that's always humble. While most often, not always, but most often, inexperience is the loudest in the room. And wherever you are, if, if you just happen to look at everything that's around you right now, I'm sure, I'm sure that you can find something, something that you're unhappy with. So if you're laying in bed right now, maybe, maybe you want a newer bed. Perhaps, perhaps you don't have a bed and, and it's you that you're wishing that the padding on, on your floor was one. Maybe you don't like the color of your bedroom walls. Or maybe, maybe you hate your cell phone. Maybe you wish it was something newer. Or maybe it's you that you wish you had newer clothing. Maybe you don't like what you ate today. But maybe it's also you where eating wasn't even an option at all. It wasn't even an option at all for you today. You know, the, the game of limbo. The game of limbo is a game where, where a bar is set low with with the intention to to keep you from making your way under it. But there is, there is a percentage of those, there is a percentage of those who who are still able to maneuver their bodies under it. They're able to maneuver their bodies under that low bar because the bare minimum is all too familiar. But but just imagine this, just imagine this with me. If the bare minimum didn't exist, we wouldn't see failure as a loss or would we practice to, to make perfect. The reality is, is that the odds aren't stacked against you to weigh you down, but to increase your strength. However, however, this, this alone isn't a proportion issue, but it's a confidence issue. Life is hard. It outright sucks sometimes. And I also believe it, it sucks more times than, than we want to admit. It's, you know, what we're, we're brought into this world and not because, not because we asked to be here, then, then you're expected, you're expected to be successful all, all while figuring out life with, with the most of what you know, but with the least, with the very least of what you have, you know, our upbringings and our challenges, they, they rarely matter in, and to be honest, to be very honest, I really, I really struggle, I really struggle that the expectation is the same for all of us. That it's it's no matter your life's income, and I don't mean money, but the conditions you were born into. You know, perhaps perhaps you had to parent your own parents, and, and maybe you went to bed hungry more times than you you were ever full. And perhaps it's perhaps it's you. Perhaps it's you where you ran out of ways to soothe yourself just in attempt to distract yourself from the warfare outside of your bedroom walls. But as those days were long, the years are now quick. So perhaps now you've you found yourself in, in a loveless marriage and your happily ever after seems like a far away and never and maybe it's you. Maybe you're not sure how the bills are going to get paid this month. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's you that, that doesn't believe that they'll ever recover 
from what they did, from what he did to you and what she did to you. And maybe, just maybe, maybe it's you. Maybe it's you that you're, you're praying and that you're hoping. You're praying and hoping that, that God ends your life while you're asleep because the very thoughts, the very thought of living yet another day, yet another day is far more exhausting than any night's rest could ever energize. But yet, but yet you, you're still required and expected. You're still expected to find stillness and commotion. And you're still expected, still expected to become society's example of successful. You know, the, the world doesn't care how badly you fought. The world doesn't care. It also doesn't care that you're, you're presently just barely clinging on to life. But, 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 they'll listen to your battles as long as you're done bleeding. But when your tears dry and your cries become public, congratulations. They'll just apply your method to, to their life's madness. And that's when their shame says, I'm sorry. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe someone listening to this can, can help me with this or you can answer this for me. I'm not sure why it's so hard for people to understand that when you aren't put in the best positions, that it's really hard to make the best decisions. But, but in that same breath, we accept we accept guilt as our portion. Like, we still accept guilt as our portion because it's the outside expectations that belittle your survival. You know, they, they say that you'll miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. But my question is, what shot can you take? What opportunity do you have when you've never been a part of a team that believed you were still the MVP. If you were out of bounds or on the sidelines, you are just as valuable if you're gold, if you're fool's gold, a diamond, or cubic zirconia. But it's when you choose to bet on yourself without a team. It's when your dreams, it's when your dreams won't be at stake as, at a, as a loss. It's when your dreams won't be at stake as a loss because the, the very risk of what if was worth gambling. You know, as, I, as I've looked back, and I'm sure you all have had a lot of time to, to do the same as it pertains to looking back over the pandemic and, and the virus. The virus, it was, it was first announced, it was December 31st, 2019. So if we just look at 12-31-2019, the number 12 signifies the rule of perfection of government and also authority, just as many believe that, that the government is in control and widely responsible for the pandemic, right? Jesus chose 12 disciples. He also healed a woman who bled for 12 years. And he also spoke in the temple at 12. Now let's look at 31. So for 31, I just, I just opened, I opened the Bible to the very first, 31st first, and it read, and, and God saw everything, 
God saw everything that he had made and, and behold it was it was good and there was evening and there was morning the sixth day then in Exodus 4 and 31 and it says and the people believed and when they heard that the Lord had visited the children of Israel and that he had looked upon their affliction then they bowed their heads and worshiped also in Exodus 31 it says that I have filled them with the spirit of God and wisdom and understanding and knowledge and in all manner of workmanship following the verse 4 to to design artistic works to work in gold and silver and in bronze now let's look at 2019 the number 20 symbolizes the cycle of completeness and if we look at the number one that symbolizes God of the Bible and pure power and nine just like 20 it also symbolizes divine completeness that conveys the meaning of finality if we just look back over over this past year over the past year of your life I am quite sure that you're able to define some some common denominators right from from that date alone then to personal similarities to even the creative abilities how many of us have created and started our own businesses and and launched new ideas and creative abilities and so on and so forth as all of that relates to exodus chapter 31 the the pandemic it has been it has been compared to everything to so many things you know but but regardless of your personal beliefs i don't want to get into politics but regardless of your personal beliefs it is it is safe to say that it it has all affected us either mentally it's affected us certainly emotionally definitely physical and absolutely financially right I I think we all can agree with that but but as for many people by not having a regular schedule just as as many people lost lost their jobs and and regular means of income by not having a regular schedule not only not only does it work against them and you and also myself, but it also affects their accountability and their responsibility, which leaves them or can leave them and us hanging in limbo, as I described earlier. So, so there we are. We're just right in the middle of life. And, and suddenly, and just suddenly, we all get smacked with a huge pause and just a total disruption of life as we knew it because life as we knew it became a life that we had all never been introduced to. So again, there you are. You're sitting around all of the things that your time purchased with constant reminders of yesterday's freedom while you sit in today's prison. Isn't it interesting? It's it's so interesting to me to think that that our money used to be time. Isn't that crazy to think about? You know, and it's it's our time that, our time is something that we can't recover. We can't, it's, time is nothing that we can recover. But it's also time where it silently reminds us of the work of your memories past, all while you wish for, for a normal tomorrow. 
I can't stand that systemic ideology has. It's created a, a clock. It's created this invisible clock that we, we surrender our dreams in place for its invisible timing. All because this invisible clock says that our time is nearing their final countdown. It's where comparison makes you feel like you're under a microscope. Where it scrutinizes your accomplishments to their age-to-go ratio. I also can't stand that the world advocates self-love, but, but it commends cruel behavior. I despise that society teaches our boys that being too emotional makes them feminine, but the same mouths that curse vulnerability are the same hearts that beg their men to be more affectionate. Life's reality to their expectations can't craft a key ever to unlock what has never been turned. Even some expectations, right? Maybe the expectations that your parents have. The ones even that, that your friends have and even the expectations of our spouses where they also can feel like they were they were created from a land far, far away. Like a place where, <laughs> like a place where once, once upon a never, like a place where once upon a never sold a dream to their imaginations that even Willy Wonka wouldn't cash at Michael Jackson's Neverland Ranch. It's like, it's like happily ever after had an entanglement with society's hallucinations that daydreams have have yet imagined but it but it is true it's also true that some people who who are in your corner just just might be the same ones who who put you in a box you see they they act like they're your cheerleader just to just to witness how you move from the stands but all the while, they, they see you as, as competition. It's like the, like the kind of people, the kind of people who, who dilute your dreams. They dissect your plans, and then they convert your formula into their own recipes for success. It's like the, the kind of people who, who say they have your back, right? I think we all have had one, one or two maybe a few more but like the the kind of people who say that they they have our backs who say that they have your back they they actually do they they actually do in fact have your back right against a wall they marvel at your misfortune and those are the same ones that RSVP to your misery as its main accomplice but did you know? Did you know that that all clowns, not all clowns, live at the circus? They live in they live in your neighborhood, and some are even family. But but bozo, oh, bozo, that's that's an entirely different breed. <laughs> They're the ones that even Houdini wouldn't entertain. It's. It's the same ones where they play charades by trick-or-treating into your bag by silently by, by silently celebrating your losses while 
while they leverage their agendas, right? All just to downplay your goals because they don't care about your vision. They only see their big picture. But aside from that, but aside from that, I do want to say that if you are the only one within your circle, within your friend group, wherever, if you're the only one that, that's chasing your dreams, then, then you're a part of a nonprofit organization because no one's making any money. But just to dream of your goals, it, it isn't enough. I so badly sometimes wish that it was. But just to dream of your goals isn't enough. That That isn't a go-getter. But a dreamer in hibernation and a faith, if faith without works is dead, then a dream without execution is a nightmare. The bare minimum, it, it exists on purpose, by purpose, and for purpose. It's, it's solace sometimes. That is the brief the very brief resting place between between life's storms but as I thought about this it's it's just as Jesus stayed dead for three days right and and that teaches us that taught us what real staying power actually looks like but while he stayed and while he waited there was a plan beforehand I wonder how many of us are, are in a rush to go nowhere, but, but yet along the way, we, we find the nerve. We find the nerve to question why, why the same things keep happening and why we're still repeating cycles, but it's our cycles. Our, our cycles won't end until we stop greeting their lessons with opposition. And nor will they end until we greet our lessons with acceptance and not resignation. You know, I've learned that not every attack is is the enemy, but sometimes it's our own, our own lack of self-confidence. Our own lack of self-confidence is is the only nourishment that, that our doubt needs. But it's also true that perpetual optimism is a success multiplier. The very moment that that you wake up and until you close your eyes, you are fighting life and you are fighting death. So my question for you is that if your next breath depended on this very second, will you choose to live by any means necessary? Or will, will it be death by your pride or death by, by their expectations? But again, as I've said, when you aren't put in the best positions, it's really hard to, to make the best decisions. But it's also true that by not making a decision, that's also a decision. You know, we can, we can make a lot of choices and we also can make a lot of decisions, but we don't have unlimited time. But maybe it's you, you're, you're not sure what your purpose is and you're not sure what's next or even, even where to look to find it. For starters, I, I want you to stop. Please stop asking God what your purpose is. But, but instead, 
ask God how your life serves as an example to honor him. You know, it's not until we until we understand that our purpose isn't in producing great things, but understanding that because greater is he that is already within you, that your identity has already been discovered. So so instead you'll you'll seek to fulfill his assignment instead of trying to locate the blueprint. You know, today I had a conversation with a friend of mine where where we discussed that no matter, no matter how much experience you have, that that you'll rarely ever commit to 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 any job's vision, right? Because you're pursuing their dream, not your journey. You know, you'll you'll rarely have the kind of experience that that a job looks for, and that's because when a person has adequate training in in any position that an employer will keep them at all cost but in addition that an employer will never or I'm sorry that an employee will never leave and it's at no matter how how little they offer and that's because they're it was the experience that they applied for and not not the compensation you know none of us none of us can pass down our our nine to five job as as a legacy to our children none of us can pass down our nine to five jobs as legacies but it's the very life that you've lived is the only experience that your legacy will ever require you you had purpose long before you had purpose long 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 before you ever questioned your worth You also had purpose long before you were ever in your mother's womb and you had purpose long before your bloodline was even created. I want you to know that your worth, your worth doesn't fluctuate by your mood. Why? And that's because moods are temporary, just like, just like most of our feelings. For lunch today, I said I wanted pizza, then it came evening time and I hadn't yet eaten and I didn't want pizza anymore so you know it's just like just like our feelings they're not they're they're temporary however the the truth is more it's more solid than a rock and your worthiness isn't predicated upon how educated that you are how old your clothes might be what your home looks like or even the decisions that you've made did you know that I want to repeat that your worthiness isn't dependent or predicated upon how educated you are, how old your clothes are, also on what your home looks like, or even the decisions that you've made. Your bright future, your blinding bright future, it doesn't and nor will it ever ask it will never ask your prior mistakes to portion control your blessings. Your future will not ask your prior mistakes to portion control your blessings. I want you to know that you you had purpose long before your haters ever had opinions. You had purpose long before you could tie your own shoes. Did you know that? I just I want to remind you. You had purpose long before you could ever tie your own shoes. Can you imagine that? But it's also true that your worth isn't, it isn't tied to how you got here. 
whether by adoption, by accident, by plan, by consensual sex, or by rape. Whether you got here by adoption, by accident, by plan, on purpose, or by rape. You're here because you're supposed to be here. Your identity, it, it isn't in how you got isn't in how you got here. I want you to hear me. Your identity is not in how you got here or even or even in what you produce. It is impossible for, for any of us to to reestablish the root of our of our identities. Because the, the source of what, of what you're trying to change was, it was made in his image and not in your likeness. The very womb that you were knit in, you, specifically you, the very womb that you were knit in, they were just vehicles. It is not your highway to heaven, nor is it your highway to hell. Please take your hand off of the wheel. I want you to commit to the speed limit and I want you to ignore distractions. Ignore the detours. They are only distractions and they are not a part of your destiny. Victory isn't, it isn't what we're in pursuit of, but it's the very thing that by our faith we are already in possession of. It isn't a trophy that's been awarded because, oh, you're so faithful. No, it, it, it doesn't work like that. But because by favor alone, you're parallel to the identity, to the identity of victory. You know, if, if it was solely a mindset, then it would be, it would be really easy to hide. But, but the kind of, the kind of authority that you have, it is, it's visible in, in your walk. And again, it will speak before your mouth ever opens. Your attention, it commands the rooms of people. Again, before your mouth even opens, people will notice you before you've ever made eye contact with them. I want you to understand that wherever you are, and this is not just a physical place, but we'll add in physical too. As I've said before in another, in another video, you are not the sum total you are not the sum mass total of any of your mistakes your identity is not it's not wrapped up in your mistakes and in your regrets and in your sins and in your what was I thinking your identity isn't confined to who you used to be and who you might even be tomorrow or even in who you might be in a year from now every day we all have the opportunity to I'm not going to say become our best selves, but every day we have an opportunity to, to take another shot, to have another try at this thing called life. You're in a race against yourself, and how might that possibly work out? There are so many things that you are able to produce and that you will be able to produce, but I want you to get yourself out of your own way. 
I am still learning. I know there's countless people in, the, in this world, and even possibly it's you that, that's listening to this. When you get yourself out of, out of your own way, you'll realize that the, 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 path, the pathway to destiny or wherever it is that you are hoping to, to get you, you'll get there a lot faster. Our own limitations and our own doubts and our own fears are largely responsible for why we are yet still behind or believe that we've not yet made enough progress. And that's because you know, as of yet, doing it by yourself, what your hand has produced. But that's because you've been in control of the steering wheel. And I'm asking you just to remove your hand. Remove your hand. If faith without works is dead, then, then so, so must be prayer. Prayer is action. So when you pray, get up and move your feet. Get up and move your feet. I pray that something in this message has touched you. I, I look forward to hearing just some feedback from you guys and just hearing just how, how these last few weeks have been for you. I again want to thank you all so much for your, for your support. You all have been so amazing, and there's so much more in store, and as cliche as that sounds, I really actually hate that terminology. I strongly dislike, I won't say that I hate, but I really don't like that terminology, but you are, you're, you're so much more capable than what you believe that you're capable of. I want you to forgive yourself, I want you to... I want you to remind yourself that if there is yet another day that you've been given an opportunity to breathe, to breathe in, to, to take on this thing called life, then there's some more life within you and there's some more work that can be done and also produced through you. If there was nothing else that your life could produce and if you didn't still yet have a reason, a reason in being here, you would have no more life within your body regardless of how tired and depleted that you feel. This isn't the end. It can't be. God has... He's entrusted you with too much. He's put too much time in just for you to say, I'm done, and for you to give up. You're an investment. You are an investment. There are some things, there are some people... There are some things that are waiting for you to arrive. You've already made it. I want you to, again, get yourself out of the way. You, right now, you are your only limitation. Because the opinions of those, they, they don't matter. What you believe about yourself and what God says about who you are is the only, is the only thing that matters. God knows your name if no one else knows your name and if no one else ever mentions it. God knows who you are. He sees all. He knows all. And I want you to understand that I have never seen a cloud hang over one person's house for too long. It has to pass. And I want you to remove the, the anchor. Take the anchor, the faith anchor outside of yourself and, and just put it down. When you put it down and when you place it back into God's hands, it's no matter the storm that rages around you, 
your faith anchor is cemented and it's submerged in God's will and in God's call for your life. Remove the anchor outside of yourself and watch, watch what God can do in your life. Put it down. Stop checking up on it. Stop reminding God of your prayer. Stop reminding God of the work that you've put in with the fruits that you've not seen. Stop reminding God the promises that he has for you. He knows what he's promised you. But this is the part again where faith without works is dead. So the next time you ask God to do anything in your life, I want you to get up. Move your feet. If faith without works is dead, so is prayer without action. This too shall pass. Greater is coming. It has to. You're an investment. You are an investment. I'm so excited for you. God is so good. And until I talk to you guys next time, 